Hello and welcome back to the Hoosie Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Scott. Hey, Scott's back. Welcome back, mate. It's been a long time, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. It's been a very, very long time. Okay, so as we know, uh, this is the this year's the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who in uh, November. And we thought we'd have a look back over the other anniversary specials that have been made over the years. And we were starting off with, well, the first one, really, the three Doctors. Ah, there you are. I seem to be stuck up here. Hmm? Hmm? Oh, so you're my replacements. <laughs> a dandy and a clown. Have you done anything? Well, we've uh, assessed the situation. Just as I thought. <laughs> Nothing. Well, it's not easy, you know. Not as if we knew what that stuff is. No. Then I'll tell you. It's a time bridge. Is what? I see. Now, what's a bridge for, eh? Well, uh, crossing. Right. So stop dilly-dallying and cross it. Uh, no, wait! You, uh, you faded him again. I did not yes, face you. You saw him. I shall so ask, but who was that? Me. Me! Me! Now, we've talked about this one before um, on this podcast, and we've also done uh, a commentary for it as well. Uh, some time ago, uh, but we haven't we haven't spoken about it, Scott, have we? No, no, we haven't. I have never. No, no. So I never we watched it. No, so um, this this is a bit of an odd one. This one because the first episode wasn't actually broadcast in the year of, of the tenth anniversary of Doctor Who because this this was made to celebrate ten years of Doctor Who, um, but the first episode was actually broadcast on the third of December nineteen seventy two, which is a bit. A bit odd, isn't it? Right after Christmas. Yeah, right after Christmas. Um, and it the last episode was broadcast on the 20th of January, 1973. So um, it wasn't even close to November, the 23rd, 1973, no. was it? No. It's about a month and seven days over. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Ages, ages. I put it opposite ends of the year. <laughs> so, um, but we sat down and watched it over the last... Um, couple okay. of nights haven't we yeah yeah um the first time you've watched it ever, in it, ever? Mm. oh right so you, you've only seen clips of it before then yeah yeah okay so as a doctor who story yeah. what what do you think of it it's good but i want it i want to kind of wanted it to be longer so you could get more of an appearance of all the doctors and characters mm-hmm. also because or every all the action happens in episode four like or part four, more than the other episodes, I guess it all happens in one. It usually does, though, part, doesn't it? That's uh, the that's the it, thing. With that, it 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 goes. It starts off down, and then on the last episode, it just goes high, like it's just gone from everything. Yeah, everything. Everything in one happens. Thing. Everything happens. Well, obviously. Um, as a, you think it works as a Doctor Who story, what do you think it works as an anniversary story? Do you think it's sort of like a good celebration story for for ten years of Doctor Who? I mean, some people, if you if you didn't know the anniversary date, some people prob well, you probably wouldn't know the anniversary date. But if you wouldn't know, if I mean, some people are probably like angry because it wasn't on the exact date. It wasn't because it was. You know, I don't know. If, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe was, people did worry about. I, I, not like it is now. It's certainly people do get sort of. Oh, when's it going to be an anniversary episode? It was I mean, like a you year know. off, though, wasn't it? The, yeah, almost the a year. Story, out, a year yeah, off. exactly. But no, I, I, 
I've always liked the three doctors. Um, a, because it's John Pertwee. He's my favourite doctor. Um, and I think it was the first time I'd probably seen Patrick Trown and William Hart, even though William Hart doesn't do a lot. In, in colour? It, well, no, full stop, really. Um, I think this I saw this before I'd seen any other William Hartnell or um, Patrick Troughton stories because they just never got repeated. Neither, no. neither did John Pertwee. I think this was this is repeated as part of the Five Faces of Doctor Who in the early nineteen eighties. So I, I saw it then. This that's the first thing um, I can remember watching of um, of Troughton um, and, and Hartnell. The first ever episode I watched of the William Hartnell was the Sensor Rights. And Ooh, that's a that's a that's a funny story to get first. I'm right <laughs> with that story. I kind of like it. I don't know why everybody hates that story. I don't think people hate it. It's just, I just slow, dislike, isn't it? Because I don't think it's in eight parts. <clears throat> yeah. But I only watched some of the parts and I was only down there because I um, couldn't fall to Have sleep. you actually watched any full story of Doctor Who? You, you skip parts. I have, <laughs> but I... The thing is, I've, I I didn't skip the parts. Is that I accidentally... When um, there was a time where I came down because I couldn't sleep, Mm-hmm. Or I felt sick or something, and I ended up sitting down until you went to bed to watch the sensor rights. Oh, because I was watching it, wasn't <laughs> yeah. I? I, was I couldn't get my Yeah, because like, Paul and I covered it for the podcast. I wanted to watch it. I was like this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that that's why. Oh, right. That's that's why you watched the sensor because yeah. I was watching it for this podcast. I only watched like okay. three parts of it though. Okay. I think I only watched about yeah, a part and a half. Did go on quite late, didn't it? But. Um, yeah, so you you were disappointed watching it. There wasn't a lot of William Hartnell, weren't you? Yeah, but he was sick though. Yeah, because we watched the the making of documentary on the Blu-ray afterwards. Yeah, you never seen it before, had you? No. No, and um, yeah, he was far too, um, far too ill to do it. Yeah, it's, it's a shame, really. It's a shame because it it says on there. Um, that he agreed to do it. Barry Letts phoned him up and he said, "Oh yes, I love to do Doctor Who." But then, his wife. Well, yeah, that's the thing because they Quite they announced it. They announced they were making the three Doctors, and all the old actors are going to be back in it. And then his yeah. wife phoned up and said, "Oh no, he's far too ill. He must have caught one of his good days." What do you mean his good days? Like when he's happy? Does he have like mood swings? No, no, it was his illness um, that made him like it. Yeah, he basically couldn't remember. What was his he illness? Couldn't, he couldn't. Um, oh bloody hell! I can't remember what it's called, mate. But basically, it it made him. You know. He was always forgetting his lines. That was the thing that William Hart was always oh, yeah. forgetting his lines. He always did that, though. I mean, some... Yeah, but well, that was his illness. That was his illness was causing him to do that. It's so type of like, like a dementia. Kind of. But not, yeah. like, pow. <laughs> like, yeah. always forgetting. It's kind of like that. Kind of like it's that, It's very, very slow. Yeah. Um, I can't... Yeah, I'll... I'll even if I could remember the name of the, the illness, I'm, I'm, I remember I can't pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try. Yeah. But yeah, he wasn't he wasn't very well. But um, so really, it's kind of it's really like the two doctors, to be honest, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The two but, doctors without Colin Baker. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Exactly. But no, I mean, I I I still like it. Um, I think it's a an interesting story. Um, because it's written by Bob Baker and Dave Martin. You who didn't know because they're the creators of Canine. You didn't know who wrote this one because you thought it was Terence Dix, didn't you? To begin with, he probably did the novelisation, I think, um, for, for this, but the Target novel. But uh, um, no, I I really like it. I think it's a, a nice, fun, fun story. It's the first time we had all the Doctors together, but mm. but that's now kind of expected, isn't it? Every time it's an anniversary story, you must have all the Doctors. Somehow. It's kind of like the five Doctors, where only four of them actually. Are- Peer properly. Yeah, that's it's weird, that isn't it? It's, it's like weird. it both happened. It's like yeah. the same thing happened in 
the same years. Yeah, well, we'll come on to the five dots in another episode because we're going to be covering mm. that one um, soon, aren't we? But well, uh, next, next, yes. Next. So, um, so episode one, you got the thing with the the black hole and the singularity and yeah. and all that and the the big balloon and. Mr. Hollis or Mr. Hollis. People seem to pronounce his name differently in this one. Mr. Hollis. It's Mr. Hollis. But in the Target novel, he's Mr. Hollis. But in this, I noticed in this episode, some people called him Hollis and some people called him Hollis. Yeah. Oh. Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. So fair enough, fair enough. Fair, fair enough, enough, yeah. Fair it's, enough. A, it's a funny name, isn't it? But, uh, um, yeah, so what, what do you think of like, the, the whole thing of like Omega being in the black hole? He's the one who created the time travel for... Um, for the Time Lords, harness it's kind the of power weird. of the Why black hole. Why would they lock him in? A... Well, they didn't lock him in. He, he just sacrificed himself, and he he thinks that they betrayed him and left him there. But that the Time Lords thought that he died, and in fact he hadn't. He survived it. Oh. So that's it. Do the Time Lords still know that? Well, they do now. Well, well, obviously they do now. <laughs> but um. But at the time, no, they didn't. They didn't know who it no, was. No, it's sad because this is William Hartnell's last ever acting thing. Yeah. Ever. I oh, know. Till he died in nineteen seventy. Seventy-five. He died. Yeah. I was, yeah. Was, I was thinking of seventy-five or seventy-six. I was like, yeah. what? Well, this is. It's weird this because this was made in nineteen seventy-two. Um. So. And it was a year off. It was nine years. Well, they make things they? a lot. Of, they make things in advance, mate, don't they? Like even now, I mean, it's like we're waiting for the the sixtieth anniversary specials. They were made ages ago. So they made they made well in advance, mm. yeah. But yeah, they've already so, made them, but they're so not coming out. You you were sort of laughing at a few bits in like the um, the jail guards, weren't you? Oh god, that sounds like um from a kids movie. Yeah, they were a bit um weird, bit crap, yeah, <laughs> really, crap. weren't they? Yeah, exactly. Both. You can see Likewise. the bits of bin liner were on the with the put the two halves Why of the costume. Yeah. You can see bit the put the two halves of the uh, costume together. It's like strips made of bin liner. bin liner. You can see it. Yeah, it's bin liner. The black when bin liner. When you use all your money on the Omega and um, where he his domain is. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, they're a bit. They're a bit rubbish, and they sort of shuffle yeah. about, don't they? Um, was that the last time that TARDIS interior appeared? Since the um, you all skip about, didn't you? I <laughs> know. Jill goes, you gone to I know, TARDIS but, interior. Um, it's just that it was a lot. It was like the first time you saw it, but it's the last time you'll ever see it because it doesn't really well, come back, does it? I I dare say people can correct me if I'm wrong. I usually am wrong about these things, but it does Not seem very. that they they changed the TARDIS interior for John Pertwee quite often. Actually, because then we get the for the time monster, you get the washing up bowl. Nobody liked them, but and I love right. that. I love that interior. Nobody liked it, and they scrapped it after one after one story. It's mm. a shame, really. But then it it just changed a John lot. John Pertwee um had the one at the beginning that was like still had like the blow up roundels on the wall, and it was had like a blue thing with the monitor, and then it changed. It was in the colony of space. Mm-hmm. Was it the colony? Colony, colony, in space. colony, colony in, space. in space. Yeah. And then it changed again. And we didn't really see it a bit. And it, then it changes in the time monster. And then that's the last time you see that interior to it. You don't really see the interior of it. A I mean, lot. It changes again for. Um, for it. Oh, which I think changed again his last season as well when when you see uh, the Death of the Daleks. Is all oh, yeah, it's tiny. Again. 
Yeah. They, so d- they were just, like, unbroke. So, because they had the overview from, like, the top of the corner, so nobody mm. can see that there's no other wall there. Yeah, I it's, know. It's so, like well, after it's only a three-sided set, really, it isn't it? It was a four-by-four, so... Yeah, but... Like it is now, four. but then it wasn't. You had three-sided set, mm-hmm. and that was it. Well, it means it was, like, a four-by-four area, because it's only about four set of walls on each side, I guess you could say. Like, it's four-by-four. Four. Like, generally, four-by-four, four, it's so oh, tiny. Okay. Yeah, it is, yeah. That makes sense. Okay, you mean you mean like four minutes by four meters, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It looks like that. Yeah, it does a bit, but but getting back to this, so you've got um, loads of other different sort of characters in it. So you've got um, oh, what's his name? So you've got Doctor Tyler mm, as well. He's a strange one. Well, I quite liked him because he he wasn't um, he he wasn't sort of like the typical scientist from that time of Doctor Who because usually they would disbelieve everything the doctor said mm. um, and argue with him. Well, this guy, the doctor, told, I thought he was good because he, he didn't he didn't question everything the doctor said. No. He just sort of like, well, you obviously know more than me. And there's a couple of times where he, he was dis- disbelieving, but then he, he saw what was happening around him and thought, okay, it must be true then. So, Joe, I, so I quite like that. I wish that the companions had more to do since all Joe really did in that song is run around in high heels. Well, that's, that's what Joe does a lot. Katie Man does a lot in those. But no, there was there's there's a couple of times at which she tells the doctors to knock off the arguing and sort of work together. Yeah, that's about it, really. Which is good. I wish, because yeah. um, I remember in Elizabeth Sladen said that in her day she wished that the companions could do a lot more than they all do now and well, the story arcs and stuff. It's, it's different. It was different then because it it's was just... about the It's the doctor. doctor. Yeah, the doctor the did doctor, it. The doctor, actually, um, the doctor. Sometimes I think now it's gone a bit too far the other way where the sort of like, particularly with when it came back with Christopher Eccleston, it was Rose that was saving the... Particularly in the first episode, it was her that saved the day. But I suppose it was there to make it look like, well, the doctor thought, well, she's good. I'll take her in the TARDIS if she wants to come. Yeah, so, it's a shame yeah, though. Yeah, but... But no, no, I thought I thought I thought Katie Manning was was good in this one actually, and actually Sergeant Bent had a lot to do in this the one. The Brigadier is a buffoon. He's, 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 sorry, say again. The Brigadier is a buffoon. Yeah, I was going to come to that. I'll come to the Brigadier in a minute because um, I think let's, let's talk about Sergeant Benton because he's technically almost like a companion. Companion to the Doctor, isn't it? Yeah, he's really isn't he in this yeah. one, which is well, I suppose they've got to do. You've got these different doctors lead actors you've got to pair them off with different people so because they um no mike yates though in this one no which is a bit weird but yeah i think he was off doing theater or something. what happened to mike yates didn't he get his mind wiped or something um if you watch invasion of the dinosaurs yeah. you'll find out what happens to mike yates give me some give me no, i'm gonna tell him to spoil it for you no no because it's good tell me it's, episode it's a fantastic story invasion of the dinosaurs maybe Mo- Mo- we'll do that one maybe we'll do that as a mm. outside of the um these specials we're doing, the I, anniversary specials. I do, I do agree with you that they need to do, um, need, need to, <laughs> that they needed to make them um, companions for each doctor since they didn't have his. Well, it could be in any set of companions, but it didn't have his companions with them. Mm. Yeah. No, I, 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 it was. Um, it was, I thought Sergeant Bennett was good. Now, now you said the Brigadier. Buffoon. Yeah, it wasn't always like that though. It depends on who's writing him, I believe. Well, when you first see the Brigadier um, in Troughton's era, he wasn't 
like that at all. He was, he was. Who wrote like a, him? Do you know who wrote? Him? I don't know. Different, different people have written. Because that's probably why it depends who writes depends on the character and what they do. Well, when you see him in Spirit from Space, which is John Pertwee's first story, he's heading up Unit, and Liz, Liz Shaw is the scientist that he he attaches to Unit, asks for, because he doesn't know the Doctor was was back. Um, Liz Shaw's one who's disbelieving. She's the scientist, disbelieves everything. It's the Brigadier knows that there's aliens and, yeah. and things happen. But the time you get to this story, he, he just... can't believe anything that's happening. And I just find yeah. it a bit a bit of weird. I think it's all shift. a bit confusing because it's quite a lot. Well, when you've got Benton believes everything that's going on, yeah, and you've got Doctor Tyler as a scientist who believes what you're seeing, and you've yeah. got the Brigadier. Oh, I'm quite sure this is crazy. He's seen a bunch of aliens. Yeah, and yeah, and then couldn't believe what was happening, or he's been transported, or believe that the the there was the doctor was. I mean, he's seen two si- doctors now, or I three mean, doctors. I mean, he's he seen Cybermen and what? Yeah. What else? Like, but I just think it's not until the end of the of the story when he's sort of like when he he's getting everyone to walk through the the singularity. That's his job though, to order people around. He, yeah, it is. He's an army. So man, technically, isn't he? there wasn't. It was just what he was... It's just his job doing that. Like, get in there. Yeah. Go back home now. Yeah, exactly. But no, he, he was... I thought he, he was... But he wasn't shouting at that, but he was sort of quite calm and collected. And like, he mm. he never called um, Joe... Joe, he was called a Miss Grant. It's only that bit at the end Once. when she... when she Yeah, when she refused to... She didn't want to go back. She wanted to stay with the doctor. He said, come on, Joe. And took her by the hand. So I thought, yeah, he was... So again... He was that. I thought the character was all over the place in that particular bit story. Weird, but yeah. it, as I said, it depends who writes him. Yes, indeed. Because how could he not believe if he's set in what Cybermen, Autons? Like, yeah, all the things he's seen. Plastic stuff. Axons and all that you've seen before. Then the uh, uh, Silurians. Though he was a baboon in that story too. The, the buffoon, not baboon. Buffoon. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> No, one's, a, a, one's a primate. He was a buffoon at the end one's of that. One's a fool. He was a buffoon at baboon. <laughs> buffoon at the end of that story too, though, wasn't he? Because he blew up the well, Slurian base. The government. He wasn't really there. no. He wasn't really a, a buffoon in that he was doing. He was thinking from a soldier's point of view and thinking he's got that. That was unit's job was to protect the earth, and that's what he was doing. Like well, the Harry, government ordered it. Kind of, yeah. Like um, Harriet Jones. Yeah. In the Christmas Invasion. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't the doctor... She did what she thought was what? right. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with every single soldier. Yeah. But, no, it's a shame. It's a shame what they did to um, did to him, actually. Um, so what's... Because you were asking questions about the Time Lords as well, weren't you, in this one? Because you oh, saw yeah, them on Gallifrey. Oh, yeah, they're changing their outfits. Yeah. Because you expected... You didn't know who they were, did you? Because you expected to see the big Collins. collars and the, and the little... Helmet hats, the, hat things they have on. The little forehead hats. Yeah, exactly. The middle, the back. No, they changed quite a bit actually. It wasn't until like the Deadly Assassin um, no. when you they sort of kept that that look. Well, I think it was the um, oh, was that Sontaran episode at the end of season fifteen? <clears throat> invasion of time. God, how many invasions are there in these episodes? <laughs> the in the invasion, literally just the invasion for the yeah. Cybermen. Invasion of the dinosaurs, invasion of the time. time. Isn't there another invasion somewhere? Chris's invasion. 
there'll be another one. Lots of there will be, there will be. And attacks. But, and... Yeah, but no. He's... So yeah, so you uh, you didn't realise who they who they were, did you? To begin I with, I mean, but... it was pretty obvious who they. Yeah, were. I'm trying to think which which one it was. I don't know if it was the um, the Chancellor or the President. The one who spoke like that all the time. Oh, it's against the laws of time. You, you, you had a bit of a giggle at you. <laughs> Why he was acting. Sounds like the I think it was the chance. Oh, the laws of time. Yes. The laws of time said this. <laughs> I will call the manager. I am yeah. a baron. <laughs> a baron? Not a Karen, it's a boy. Oh, Karen. right. So it's a, a baron. baron. It's a baron. Oh, okay. Baron. Okay. The boy. Yeah, no, he did have a bit of a, a strange strange choice of delivery for his um, for his lines. Oh! But, uh, yeah, not like that, wasn't he? But no, I thought they were they just sort of just sort of there, weren't they? They were just there to pluck the other doctors out of their time streams and Yeah. That's what they were there for, really. That was their, their purpose. A bit useless. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wish um, I had more to do, to be honest. I think before we get into the, 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 the main bad oh. guy. The main bad guy. Oh. I think there's there's things in because we well, last time on this podcast we spoke about the three doctors. We mm. we did a comparison between um the Target novel. I think we have anyway. No, I've no, never read the Target novel. Well, we've certainly done the commentary for it. Um, actually, no, I don't think we have done the novelisation. I've read the novelisation. I can't remember now whether we have or we haven't. I um, have, long um... time ago. But the book, what Omega comes up with his mind is a lot more grand than what you see on the television because in the... A lot more gory. No, no, no. He's He's... His palace is like a palace. It's not like a hole in a, in a quarry. Does that have like a picture a of the palace in it? No, because he, he he it was his will made it. So you, in the book, he's got a massive palace. Um, the gel guards are like walking, like humanoid things. Mm. Um, and the when the Doctor has the fight on the dark side of Omega's mind. It's like a great big gladiatorial arena, and the thing he's fighting it's is like about a boxing s- arena. No, like a, a Roman gladiator arena. It's like oh. that. It's got it's got a big crowd there watching. Oh. Um, what did the car look like? The well, it, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't say. Um, like I can remember, but the the monster that the Doctor's fighting is about seven foot tall, as well. So. Not Omega. No, it's, no, no. It wasn't Omega in in his mind, was it? He's oh. fighting that that creature, wasn't he? It looks like what's that one that from come that's from that story that's also in that movie Mind Game that looks terrible. Mm, um, I don't know, mate. Mind the game. Mind that, game. What's that? The Doctor Who movie that they made in the nineties. Move or, what? The Doctor Who the movie? No, they made like several movies. No. For Doctor Who, they made. Oh no! Do you mean the 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 uh, the Bill Bags stuff? They're not Doctor Who movies. I know, but what? I mean, it was, yeah, so that's it, it, that, yeah. it looks like that character in it. Oh right, okay. Has, well, you see like more than me because I haven't <laughs> seen any of them. I haven't seen any of those. Mm. Um, was it probe or downtime and and air zone solutions? Apparently, stuff like there's that. one with Victoria the Brigadier and Sarah. Yeah, yeah, it's set in the, the 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 world of Doctor Who, but they couldn't use mm. the Doctor himself uh, or any of the designs because there's a Santaran one and they look nothing like Santarans from the television. They kind of look more light in a way. Yeah, they've got a lighter skin, red mm. outfits, haven't they? But uh, um, yeah, and the. And the other difference in for the book as well is the singularity. It's like a big pillar of flame reaching up into Are the you heavens. Meant to imagine it. Well, 
Because how do you know what it looks like? If it well, no, obviously writing. they couldn't match the description of what Bob Baker and Dave Martin had written, written down. So all they could have was a puff of smoke, really. That's all they could do in the studio. You could have a big column of fire reaching yeah. up in the heavens in the studio, and they couldn't have done it on that budget. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's all sorts of things stopping them from doing it, which is a shame, really. I just wanted to say that um, now, this is kind of off to a bit, but now Disney's taking over, the budgets will be huge. They're not big. taking over, they're... They're giving money so they can They're kind of it. giving some kind of backing, yeah, but they're, they, they're streaming sure. it um, outside of the UK. So we, we, we won't be able to see it on Disney+. Plus. No, we won't. No, we'll still be able to watch it on. Um, get the viewer on I, on level I play. Go up. Yes, it, yes, it will yeah. get, get to a wider audience. So, so yes, yeah, so when the sixth anniversary specials air in November, they will be on Disney Plus. Mm. Yeah, but not in the UK. And the rest of the rest of the world will see it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But Just the sixth anniversary. Um, so we haven't spoke about Omega yet, have we? Oh no, I don't. Um, how do I put it? The bit where he takes his mask off, it it almost looks like you can tell it's edited. You mean yeah? You you yeah, mentioned the call is not all straight. You, 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 you mentioned about yeah the CSO was it? It was very very. It was in its infancy mm. then CSO and they didn't cut it round correctly. It went down a bit. Well, a lot of it's to do with um, lighting, oh. and they did it in camera then as well. So they did it live basically. So not like when I do a video, I'm not doing it live. I record it and I can and I can edit. I can. You should always get your lighting right first, anyway. That's the best way to do it, best best I can, with what I've got and the room I've got. Um, But back then, they 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 did it live in camera and recorded it like that. So it wasn't like they recorded a bit. Then because they did it live all the time. No, it wasn't live. It's just fact they didn't have a lot of studio time. So it took a long time they to set it up, and they basically yeah. had like one or two takes to do it because they couldn't waste the film or the videotape, what they were using. It, it was expensive. Mm, you said so, you can have as many outtakes as yeah. you can. But Barry Letts liked CSO. He liked, you know, liked using new technology, and it's good, but it was very in its infancy then. And sometimes the he overused it in certain things. Like what episodes? Well, Terror of the Autons for a start um, with the CSO kitchen. Kitchen. A whole kitchen was made out of CSO. The woman was standing in front of a CSO kitchen. Um, it was for one shot. Now, it probably would have been cheaper to have gone on to a set of another programme, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. and done it on there rather than mucking about with CSO. Because mm. um, it's only over in the blink of an eye as well. It, it, it was a bit silly. But mm. Barry Let's like using it. And he uses it, because um, you mentioned it, that bit when we were in that room, they think up the, the door to get out. And that's all CSO. The back, the background behind the door, CSO, and you can you can tell, can't you? It's not, mm. yeah, but um, quite. Um, I mean, I wish um, in modern era they would just like press a button and it would just all open. These days, like you just press a button, like the director just presses a button or something, and then the doors to it just open up. That'd be too easy, wouldn't it? Yeah, because that's <laughs> what they would do in modern That'd Who. That'd be too easy. I mean, it's all in, like, what, yeah. 45 minutes it all happens. Yeah. And it happens fast. Yes, it does. it all happens in, like, the last 15 minutes. So. Yes. Oh, no, it did a bit. But, um, but coming back to Omega, Omega I, like, I like the costume. I like the, like the, the samurai-style 
helmet and everything. I think it looks really good. Yeah, he had the big forehead, didn't he? Like yeah. He had a huge forehead. His yeah. mask went all the way up to about... So what, what do you think to Stephen Thorne's performance as Omega? It's very loud, isn't it? It's a big, yeah. it's a big performance. And that scream was horrendous. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I'd say th- thank... Thank God, thank God for for Stephen Thorne because he, um, thanks to that performance in the Three Doctors, it's led on to two um, items for the Hoosie podcast. One is Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! And that was Omega's Stats Corner. Why'd you call it Omega? Well, because we use Stephen Thorne's voice. We've we've taken it from the three doctors. No, oh, you're evil. Yeah, copyright so, claim. So thanks to uh, th- so thanks to this story, it's, it's given um, this podcast a couple of um, item sections. So it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, we we so yeah. So now I I like Stephen Thorne. Um, I think it's a good performance. Sometimes it's a bit over the top, but he in that documentary he said he had to because he was behind the mask. He had to be mm. louder mm. and. Because you ah, couldn't yeah. see his face, he couldn't express anything. So he had done mm-hmm. through actions in his voice. Yeah, and he's exactly. like, oh, like that, yeah. with his hands up high. Yeah, just like going, hey, look yeah. at me, I'm glorious, I'm amazing, I'm the best. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's, um, I think it's a good performance. I've, I've always liked his Omega. I really have done. It's a shame. Who played didn't... the next Omega? Ian Collier was the next Omega. Didn't, didn't the Omega look different in that? It one? completely different. I don't it know what I don't... helmet. It looked like an alien. It, it is, I don't know what look they were going for there. Actually, I really don't know. But Ian Collins played um, Omega again on uh, Big Finish. Show me a picture of what it looks like after. I don't know why they didn't ask Stephen Thorne to come back and do it. He could have. I, I don't know. Maybe, unless they have done it in the story. I wish I they kept heard, the costume. But... Yeah, I like... I'm not mad about the actor that comes there. Just keep the costume. Yeah, I like that Omega keep costume. Helmet. It's really good. Because thing is, he wouldn't have had a head, though, would have he? And they gave him a head in it, so... In what, sorry? In the um, the Ark of Infinity. So it doesn't make any sense, really. Well, it uses the Doctor's body, basically. No, continuity isn't on point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Now, I, you know, so all in all, it's the first anniversary story, and I think they made mm. a pretty good... A pretty good stab at it, actually. I think, mm. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's a fun story. The... Episodes didn't drag, did they? Because you it held your attention, didn't it? You didn't yeah. find yourself because episodes. If I have to watch it for more than seven parts, I'll be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't want to watch this it's boring because I can't sit there because it because one hundred minutes is how much that is in total. Like mm-hmm. how much you need to know. Well, it's maybe one hundred minutes because each episode, so it's about one hundred. What like one hundred. Yeah, it's 100 minutes, so if I have to watch it over 200 minutes, I, I can well, see it like, ah. Oh. Well, we, we, I mean, I must have, we, we did watch this in two sittings, didn't we? We did two episodes mm. a night, um, which I think worked worked well. So it kept your interest. Um, but after watching episode two, you, you couldn't wait to watch episode three and four, no, could you? I was no, like, yeah, more too. Yeah, so. So I'd say job done. I think it, this story is job done because it, it, it kept your interest. I've always liked the Three Doctors, but then again, it's Pertwee. I've always liked Pertwee. Um, you get Patrick Troughton as well, who's really good in it. When mm. we, actually, when we, actually, before we go, um, we we said about it disappointing that William Hartnell couldn't be in it more. Mm. Um, what about, just sort of finishing off, Patrick Troughton? We haven't actually sort of talked much about him, have we, really? No. Have you watched many of his 
stories? Never watched any. Never watched any? I don't really watch any black and white. I don't... Because there's not really many black and white viewers, I guess, and I don't really get any... I normally don't get it down from the DVD player or us because we have to use the TV all the time now. Mm-hmm. So I can't really watch anything. So I don't really know a lot about the black and white stories. Yeah. Well, how, well most of them are missing. There's like 10 um, episodes missing from each Well, I think thing, as, as, so. as we're talking about the, yeah, the yeah. sixth anniversary, we're, I think fans are kind of hoping there's going to be some more episodes returned um, this year. Uh, mm. like, like they did for the 50th anniversary. I mean, Disney could actually but, animate them. Well, that's the thing. Animation's expensive and it takes a long time, mm. but I think that's the way forward if we can't... Yeah, we Disney, can't... because obviously all these, like, um, when they did Galaxy 4, a lot of people... I don't... A lot of people, because they're always using different companies for the animations, mm. some people hate them or some people like them because, for example... Some of them, everything looks 2D. Like, Fury from the Deep had the best animations, I think. Well, I think, actually, um, I think Reign of Terror had the best animation. And also the the, the, the episodes they animated for the invasion um, as well were, it's one, though, wasn't were really it? good. A couple, was a couple of episodes cool. done for that. Um, I think the animations, that was done by Cosgrove Hall. Who don't I don't think they exist as a company anymore now, unfortunately. Co- their name. Cosgrove Hall did um, things like... Danger Mouse and oh. um, Count Duckula, and, and I, when I was a kid, they did they did the stop animation things uh, like Rosie and Jim and uh, who Pop did Shore Fury Bane. from the Deep Blue? We're going off so topic here. I know. I don't know. Different then. different animation houses, but I think I think that's the way forward though is is animation. But I think the the BBC lost their the funding through BBC America. Um, Why? Because they, they just decided to pull out of it. So they, didn't, they don't have they don't have so BBC hoping America they, anymore. No, they just said they weren't going to fund it. It's expensive. I'm saying animation is expensive. But, uh, but there you are. But anyway, that's that's a topic for another another uh, another day. But uh, we can we can have a whole podcast. Yeah. Favorite so, animations. but anyway, getting back to Patrick Troughton, mm. it's your first time you actually watched him fully in a story. What do you think? Well, it wasn't. He didn't really. Like usual, it's the third Doctor that gets everything to do because he's like the main Doctor in it. Yeah. I wish that the other Doctors have. More to do, like, William Hartnell. I wish he... They say that he would, like, go on and... um, How do you put it? Like, he would find a way to figure it out with them. But in the end, he just gives them... He just says some quotes and just goes off. That's all he could manage, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Poor old um, poor old guy. But, uh, yeah. no. Um, no, I, I... Patrick Trouton's good because he's completely different to Pertwee. He's, he's a small... Small so, little man. Small fussy, oh my, fussy character. Yeah, exactly, all that. Um, Apparently they didn't really get along in the first time. Well, they did get along, but because they were so different, they were like... Because you know Patrick Charlton kind of like makes his lines his own and William Hartnell... Not William Hartnell. John Pertwee. John Pertwee sticks yeah. to the script all yeah. the time. And they, I think they were arguing over that they were so different with the script and the way they read yeah. it. It's kind like, of like, read the script correctly. Yeah, it's like Terence Dick said, he, he, John Pope is very precise and he, he'd learn all his lines. Yeah. And then Patrick Trout, you get an approximation of what the line should be. But it all makes sense, though. But John he Pope, would make it, even if he forgot it, he would... He would it'd still be the same... He it, would realise, he would... He could remember what it what, meant. What, what but it say meant, it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So I think he's a, he was a really good I character. I like it when actor. he said, oh, my giddy aunt. <laughs> Says away. that a lot. Says that a lot. But uh, yeah, so all in all, that was a, it. Was a good, fun anniversary story to watch, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Okay. So, um, 
if you're going to rate it out of 10, we don't usually do ratings out of 10. Oh, but because we used to do it out of 5, didn't we? Oh, you want to do it out of 5? We normally do it out of 5. Do we do it out of 5? we do it out of 5 or 10? Uh, that might have been for the, uh, when we did stuff for the DWP, I think. But uh, I don't remember what the DWP was. Doctor Who podcast. We used to do your little five minute things. Oh, yeah, you? I did them, but I don't do that yeah. anymore. No. Well, you do main things on here now. but Yeah, I do all the stuff. So, anyway, if you're going to rate it out of five, then what would you give it? A five. A five? No, no. I'll give it a 4.5 because. Oh, I okay. What, really... Why? Why did it lose half a point for you? Because I wish that. Um, because. Um, I don't know. I just wish that the character. I just wish that the characters would have more opportunities of helping the Doctor and getting them sent away mm. in it. Instead, they could actually just help. Okay, more for the, save so, the day. More for the companions to do. Okay. And more for the second Doctor and the first Doctor. Okay. I mean, the first Doctor was, I mean, Couldn't really anyways, was ill, but I wish that... Um, I think Patrick Trent had a lot to do in this. Not and... as much as John Pertwee, though. I wish I had like the same amount. Because mm. it was like 55% to do for John Pertwee and 45% for... Charlton to do if that makes sense like okay. it was yeah. it was kind of in the end John Pertwee basically saved the day yeah mm. which he's, not, he's, he's yeah, the star is. isn't he he's the star so it's going to happen um, I'm going to give it four out of five um, you get I, lower than me because I don't do halves that's why oh. <laughs> I don't do halves um, but five. <laughs> but okay. um, the only reason I'm giving it that because I think that they I think they could could have come up with something a little bit better than than that design for the gel guards. I oh, think, they were ugly. Because they just look silly. They look like walking crystal balls. Those eyes. Like walking. Eyes. They're like walking quality street rappers. Oh god! They, they, they move like penguins. Oh, they're waddling. Oh no, they like, waddle Whoa. about. They, oh, they've got. Why have only got one claw? What? I, I, oh, yeah, it doesn't. Why yeah, don't they have two claws? It's just a really bad. And I can barely see the claws on the. Oh no! It's just a bad design. Um, I think they could have come up with something a bit better. Than that really. I mean, they could but... have done like a mutated human or something. Oh no! Or a mutated time lord. Oh no! Anything really, anything other than that. But like there a we mutated go. Mutated time lord. Yes. So that's the three doctors. So when Scott and I return in the next of this little series on the anniversary specials, we're going to talk about the five doctors. Yeah. Yes. Well, that one's just one episode, so I can remember that one very well. <laughs> and I've watched it before. So. Oh, okay. So that's good. So you should, should yes. have plenty to say about that one then. I will try. We'll try. Okay. So, um, but before Scott and I come back, um, Paul and I will be doing a Big Finish story. Now, I know on the last podcast we announced we're going to... What Big Finish is it? Uh, well, I'm about to say, because the last time oh. we... The last time we were on, we said we we're going to do, um, it'd probably be a uh, ninth or a tenth Doctor Big Finish mm. story. <clears throat> We've changed our minds. We're actually going to go to the Doctor Who Unbound series. And we're going to be covering Masters of War, starring uh, David Warner and Nicholas Briggs. Uh, not Nicholas Briggs, Nicholas Courtney. Nicholas Briggs is in it because it's a Dalek story. Yeah, Yay. is it too with the Master? Nicholas Courtney, yeah. So if you're no, it's not, no, it's not the Master, it's Davros in this one. Terry Malloy, Stavros. Uh, I just wanted to say something that um, I think it's... I, is it the Sixth Doctor that has the most audio stories at this point? Because he just has so many that he's done. Because obviously Do you know what? Honestly, honestly don't know, mate. See, this, I know that it's either Sixth or the Seventh. Mm. Because they did the most because, you know, their areas were cut short very fast. Yes. Because the BBC was like, bye. We're, I know. We're stopping exactly. Doctor Who. And then with the Sixth Doctor, we were like, you get sat. Out. Get out. Poor old Colin Baker. Poor yeah. old Colin Baker. 
Oh, well. So, well, we will come to Colin Bake. He does appear in Anniversary Story. Do not... Dimensions in Time, Ugh. which we will be talking about for the very first time on this podcast. We will, we will be discussing I've Dimensions in Time. I've watched all of it and it's pretty crap. <laughs> oh dear. Well, it's all right for no, a not low now. budget. Not now. That's for another podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> right. So that's it then, folks. So until next time, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Scott. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. You can download this podcast from iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, and through your podcatcher of choice. If you would care to leave us some feedback on iTunes, that would be very much appreciated. You can also find us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast, on the Who's He Podcast Facebook group, and through our website, who's hyphen he hyphen podcast.co.uk.